Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in Acts chapter 15. We're now at verse 13 through 21, and we're sharing from today's New International Version. When the controversy over Gentile believers threatened to divide the church, Barnabas and Paul met with the elders and apostles in Jerusalem and submitted their authority to James as the moderator, spokesman, and announcer of the final decision. And that's according to Life Application Bible. So um, let's just listen to the Word of God. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written, After this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild, and I will restore it, that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord. Who does these things? Things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times and is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Again, Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 21, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights, and I'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 21, read from the Today's New International Version. The commentaries had a lot to say on this section, and I would encourage you to do some research and read uh, read it for yourself. I used, again, BibleHub.com slash commentaries, Life Application Study Bible, Enduring Word. So, and the Bible Hub has lots of commentaries. So let me stop talking and share what I have. Uh, the some translation says after they had held their peace it started with that uh, phrase and it doesn't mean that the multitude were still arguing over 
or the you know were arguing over what should be done. This is after Paul and Barnabas had finished speaking, and once they finished, then James answered. He uh, stood up and began to speak. This was James, the son of Alphaeus, one of the twelve apostles, sometimes called the brother of the Lord. For the other James, the son of Zebedee, the brother of John, was dead, being killed by Herod. And you can read that in Acts chapter 12, verse 2. But this was the brother of Jude, and the same that wrote the epistle that bears his name. Uh, the commentaries didn't know whether he was the bishop or pastor of the church at Jerusalem. They didn't know if he was the president of the council. But when he did speak, his uh, he began by calling the, the uh, audience, the men there, men and brethren, listen to me. And that's the title used when speaking uh, to a Jewish audience. And then the commentaries went on to say that the phrase, God first intervened, is important because it underlies the truth that God had already made clear. His plan to include Gentiles in the church before Paul and Barnabas ever went on their missionary venture. Um, recognizing the need for um, some scripture, so James did what most preachers do. They, he went to the Word, and he talks about how God said that he would return and rebuild rebuild. David's uh, torn down, fallen tent, and uh, the prophet from whom these words were taken is Amos chapter 9, verses 11 through 12. And what was amazing to me is that it was already quoted by Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verse 42. I thought that was amazing. But remember, the uh, Jews listened to Scripture every Sabbath. And that's how James ended that. This wasn't anything new. They rehearsed. They, they heard it all the time. So, of course, it was probably fresh in his memory. And, of course, the Holy Spirit brought it back to his memory so that it was like a perfect way to say, this is what God is showing us. It assumes that the Temple of David, which to human eyes had been lying in ruins, was to be rebuilt by Christ, the son of David, and that he was doing the work which was in the prophecy that uh, James quoted, and the work was being fulfilled in Christ's resurrection and the presence of both Jews and Gentiles in the church. And then uh, James comes up with you know, a way to deal with what's going on. Without explicitly mentioning circumcision, James echoes Peter's argument to stop troubling the Jews. That was, in effect, a rejection of the uh, circumcision requirement. But he added a stipulation to the Gentile converts that they should abstain from eating meat, uh, sacrifice to idols, and this was a problem in the New Testament churches because meat was first sacrificed to idols and then sold to butcher shops. And you can see that in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 13, and chapter 10, verses 8 to 
33. Under um, the religion of Greece and Rome, sacrifices were so common that it might uh, fairly be taken for granted that the flesh at any festival, any birthday party, any dinner was offered, had been offered to idols. But a small portion of the flesh was burnt uh, upon an altar and the rest was cooked for the household meal. So whatever wasn't cooked was sent to the market for sale. Such meat was, in the eyes of the strict of a the strict Jew, polluted. They were also to abstain from sexual immorality, which was part of idol worship. To uh, the Jewish Christian, trained from childhood to condemn the sin uh, severely, this too was legitimately a very grave stumbling block in the admission of Gentile converts. And they would probably think, how can he feel any assurance that they did not come from the embrace of a harlot to the Feast of Charity or even to the Lord's Supper? And then finally, they were to abstain from consuming blood or eating meat of strangled animals. The prohibition rested in Genesis chapter 9, verse 4, and was connected to the symbolic meaning of the blood as representing life, and therefore consecrated to Jehovah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for leaders who lead with um, your heart and mind, that lead thinking of how to best serve your people. Thank you for that, Father. Father, we're praying for the so many needs that are going on right now. So many uh, acts of violence, gun violence, so much sickness, so the things going on in areas where, like Sudan, where people are fleeing for their lives. Father, we're praying for them. We're praying especially for those that are in the household of faith. Keep them, uh, God. Give them angel protection. And uh, let that protection be a light and a, a way of showing and spreading the gospel as they are uh, seeking safety. God, we're praying that they do arrive to their destination safe. Praying for uh, the Ukraine because with what's going on with Putin, you never can tell what's going to happen. So we're praying that you protect them, God. Put your armor of protection, your armor of protection, your angel protection all around them and protect them as you have for more than a year with this violence that's going on in their country. And not just there, but all over the world, God, we need you. And we're thanking you in advance for your answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.